Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hi there, this is Marsha Collier. Welcome to segment two of Computer and Technology Radio. Our sponsor is Ergo. If you haven't checked out Ergo, you really should because I was surprised. I thought I was hearing everything on the planet, and it seems I haven't been. Ergo is an amazing miniature designed, kind of like a hearing aid, that fits inside your ears without any visible hard hardware cables. It's really amazing. For more information, go to getergo.com. That's get.ergo.com slash tech radio. You'll be supporting the show and supporting our sponsor. Thanks so much. So we're back. Uh, my guest host, Mark Cohen, isn't here. I'm here with Sarbjeet Joel. Say hello, Sarbjeet. Hello there. <laughs> so we were talking during the break, and the last thing I just want to say about it is 5G has a definitely a long way to go, and hopefully we're going to get some kind of standards and take politics out of this whole thing. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree, actually. I, but I also know that it will take a long time for us to get there. Annoying. Yeah. I know, right? Standards, uh, fighting for their own standards. And this always happens. It happens in software and hardware and all tech. Well, you know, I think that the, one of the problems, Owen, oh, I didn't want to talk about 5G anymore, but um, it's the media. The media keeps pumping it. The phone companies keep pumping it because they want to build a market for product that's not really there yet. Um, I see the reporters on major publications online saying, ooh, I tried 5G and wow, it was really fast. I could download a movie in three minutes. I mean, that's not what it's for. On another show, we're gonna. When I get back, we're gonna talk about what 5G is really for. It's for smart cities. It's for smart hospitals. There's a lot of benefits. So there's something you can talk to me a whole lot about because I know you're also a hardware geek. USB-C. Now, I, there's a lot of noise about it. How important it is. Why is USB-C so much better than the previous USBs of the past? And is it faster than USB 3.0, the blue one? Okay, so I am mainly a software geek for all along, but uh, recently I learned that USB-C and USB-C, they're the same standard. Actually, USB-C C and USB uh, 3.1, they're uh, they, they, they are kind of same speed. You can actually, uh, let me, back up a little bit. The USB-C is actually the, is the standard to standardize on the interface, like how you insert that, you know. Right, right. It's the, I, I call it the plugger. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the standardization of the plugger. It's not the speed. You can still have USB 2.0 speed coming through USB-C. Yeah, you can. So Exactly. Uh, yeah, it depends on the wire, the number of Connectors has and all that stuff, but it's just the, t the way, type of connection you're making to standardize on that because we have so many. I, I long time back somebody gave me an example of RCA cable actually in the software context. Now so, explain uh, what an RCA cable is for everyone first. <laughs> so RCA cable, like when VCRs uh, were brought to the market, there were 
every VCR manufacturer had a different cable which will go from their VCR to the TV and TV that TV only worked with that VCR. But the RCA cable, what that did was it standardized the interface, the, the, the three cables, the two for uh, audio and one for video. So any VCR can work with any TV. And that actually, uh, then at that point, the VCR industry took off. There, there were more manufacturers that came into, into the market. Prices went down. Uh, Sarbjit, you're not going to believe this, but your signal is totally fading out. <laughs> oh, uh, can you hear I, me now? Yeah, I can hear can you, you now. Okay. So, so RCA so, was the standardization of the VCR industry. Yes. So, yeah, it's, again, standards. We have to have a standard so everybody can use it. Um, I know that my desktop has a USB 3.0 connector. It could be a 3.1. I'm not really sure. But plugged into that, I have a USB connector, so I have more than one jack. And the USB 3s are blue-colored yeah. versus the black plug, which was USB 1 and 2. Um, we're going to need the speed, but hopefully USB-C, because I know Apple is using it, yes? Yes, they are. So it supposedly can be faster than... Uh, Thunderbolt, or because I don't know a whole lot about those things, because I'm not a Mac person, but it's supposed to be the fastest that we can get at this point. My understanding is it's slower than Thunderbolt, but I might be wrong on that. I don't take my word on that. I think Google is our friend there. <laughs> okay, well, let me check. Take a look. Um, it's uh, according to Wired. It can charge fast, pumping 18 watts to your device to get you from an empty 80% in only an hour. It can transfer data as fast as 10 gigabits per second and eventually much faster, it says, than Intel's Thunderbolt protocol. Which eventually. converges. That's, that's the key Yeah, word, eventually. eventually right. right. That's, that's the in the future. Yeah. Yes. Right. So. Do you use any supercharge? Qualcomm has quick charge. Samsung has adaptive fast charging. And Huawei has supercharge. Do you use any of those little, I call those the little blocks at the end of your power cable. Do you use any specific one or you just uh, take your pick? No, no, I have a Samsung one, yes. Yeah. yeah, I think it always makes sense. And if you ever get new devices that you really should use the one that came with your device. Because it's going to work the best, right? Yeah, I think so. But at the same time, you can save a lot of money by going generic. It's like I always compare technology to medicines. Like you can pick a generic charger. It can do as good a job as uh, as a manufacturer. For example, when you get the Apple devices, it's a ripoff to get that little cable for like $29 or something or $19. You can get similar cable for for like really? Yeah. I thought Apple put some sort of magic in their cables, no? <laughs> yes. I'm not joking. I didn't know. I thought maybe they did something special. <laughs> no, actually, they, they, actually, I, I was talking uh, uh, to somebody. It's so like you pay like for 60% of the price of the product for the product, and the rest 40% is for the story. You're paying for the story. That, they the, tell story. You the story. Yep, yep, that, that's it. That's definitely it. So on a lighter note, 
Uh, do you remember vinyl records? Oh, yeah. Actually, when I was little back in India, uh, we used to have one player. Actually, it was not ours. Uh, we, we hardly could afford a black and white TV back then. But uh, it was somebody else's like who, who used to work with us. And sort of once in a while, he will bring it there and I will play with it. And uh, yeah, I remember that. Yes. Well, you know, vinyl records, there are those who say, and I happen to agree with them, that even the crappiest vinyl record player sounds better than an MP3 because <laughs> oh, yeah. you get more, more depth. Yeah, you get more depth. So there's a company who developed something called a phonocut, which is an analog vinyl lathe, and it's capable of making custom records on the fly. So assuming you want to uh, sing into a microphone and record it and make a vinyl record, it's going to cost you $1,100 <laughs> for this ancient technology. But it was designed for simplicity. All you have to do is plug in an audio cable, um, like from a headphone jack, and just press play. They say it's really simple to use. It's very cool. And, you know, there's a huge resurgence of vinyl records. Have you noticed them for sale in stores? Oh, yeah, yeah, I see that um, in few stores, yes. I almost picked one up uh, a couple of months back, but then I uh, hold on. Uh, well, I after, I saw the, <laughs> after I saw the movie about Queen, you know, Freddie Mercury, I uh -huh. came home and pulled out my old, old vinyl, uh, the oh. white album from uh, Bohemian Rhapsody album. And I played it, and it sounded so much better than the MP3 that I had been listening to on my device on the way home. And the device I was listening to had Harman Kardon speakers. So, I mean, <laughs> um, still, there's something to be said, and I don't know where. I'm not technically, because that was way before my time, but there's some kind of magic in how the music comes from a vinyl record. And if you haven't heard it, I recommend you try it. There's some very inexpensive vinyl record pl players you can get on Amazon for like under 50 bucks. So oh, yeah. I think Definitely. it's really, really And you cool. can pick some vinyl records from the you know used bookstores or yeah, oh, yeah. for like dirt cheap prices. And Queen uh, is one of my favorite bands and... I, I love their music. And I think the main reason why digital music doesn't have that consistency and quality is that there's a lot of compression sort of uh, applied to it. If you want, you can get the same song in like different uh, sizes, if you will, right? Different compression right. applied to it, right. right? You can get the best quality. You can, you can trim it down to make it lighter so it travels faster over the internet. And also... Uh, I recently learned, because I'm not a hardware geek, I'm, I'm a software guy, so I just learned that what happens when you get these uh, Bluetooth uh, headsets, right? There's a compression which happens on the fly from your phone. Right, right, device. and nobody tells you that, right? Nobody tells you that, yeah, exactly. And that compression sets the quality of the, the sound, and you lose a lot, actually, when you have these uh, Bluetooth uh, headsets. The best way to listen to music still today is the wired headphones, I think. I agree. And I'm, I like wired headphones when I'm on a plane even. I have the Bose, you know, quiet comfort headphones, but I use the wired ones. I don't want to use, I don't like the Bluetooth at all. I don't like how it sounds. It's way too tinny. Yeah. So since you're not a hardware person, I am. I'm a hardware person. I go to CES every, every year 
over 20 years I've been going. Do you go? No, actually, uh, no, I, I don't. But I follow it, though. I, I follow it from the software side of things, what's happening and what magic software is bringing to the table there. I think I will, maybe I'll go this year. Well, if you're going to go this year, I'll see you because I go every year. And, um, yeah, you can get early bird tickets for just $100, and that gives you access to the show floor. So I recommend that everybody do that. If you're in the industry, you have to be in the industry, and you definitely qualify, Sarbjit. You have to go. It's so cool. Um, you have to because I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing so many different things because you have to build the software to the hardware, right? I mean, you yeah. have to see what's coming out. They're talking about 8K displays. Now, personally, I think a 4K display is lovely, but I don't see the point in using that much electricity to watch TV at home. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, really, because that's another myth that people don't know about is the more you, the, the more firepower you put behind your TV or any technology that you have, hardware, you're going to be using more electricity. Yeah. And no, you nobody do. tells you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't tell you that. Actually, the, I was listen, listening to Gary Vee last night. Sometimes I can't go to sleep with ideas and all that, so I start listening to some stuff so I can sleep. And Gary Vee was talking about how... Um, people are listening to YouTube just for listening. They're not watching the video. They're just listening. They just play mm -hmm. they listen. But the video right. takes a lot more energy, we know, right? And a lot more right. bandwidth on the network and all that. So we're wasting so much bandwidth and all that because, uh, because of, you know, the ad-based revenue, all that stuff, you know, the greediness of companies. But that, Absolutely. Folks, they, have, they have to have some revenue, of course. We know that. There's nothing free out there. But, but still, it's, all, it's think, all marketing, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Actually, I have a fifteen dollar a month uh, subscription to YouTube, uh, if, and uh, I turn every uh, learning video into podcast in a way that I listen to it and I can do my email while I'm listening to it. It's in the background going. So if you pay fifteen dollars to YouTube, folks, Google, they will let you listen to the videos when you're not watching them. Yeah, just, but, you know, like, I, lo I love iHeartRadio because they carry, like, every podcast on the planet pretty much. Yeah. And a lot of those videos also, uh, just a little marketing reminder to if you have your own website and you have a video, there are a lot of inexpensive transcription services because I don't watch videos because I can read so much faster than you can talk. But I'm a speed reader and I have good comprehension. So I like to read my videos. So always put a transcription on your web page if you have a video or at least have, uh, you know, captions underneath. But still, that's kind of slow to a speed reader. We have so many people and so many technologies. I even We even keep a regular old-fashioned AM or FM radio in the house because you know what? It's cheaper to run if you listen to talk radio. <laughs> and it's simpler. Right? right? On, off. Real simple. Yep. <laughs> I like simplicity. So, a lot, there's been a lot of technology over the past 10 years. Um, what do you think? Uh, CNET wrote an article about the 10 most important tech trends of the decade. I am not a huge fan of many of them. 
So I want to go over them and real quick and give our opinions. Okay, number 10, they say Uber, Lyft, and Airbnb. I like Uber. I'm not crazy about Uber. I don't like getting in a car with strangers. Uh, it's gotten expensive to the point where I might as well use a black car. And honestly, I like room service, and I like a concierge. So I'm not a big, giant fan of Airbnb, although I use it uh, every year when I go to stay in the countryside in England. How about you? I have, I actually, I'm, I'm, again, for business travel, I stick to hotels, safety-wise, and cleanliness. And, uh, right. Like, there's some <laughs> right? hassle attached to it. There's some hassle, right? too. Like, once I got this woman in uh, um, uh I am so bad with names. Uh, on the East Coast, right? I got a okay. uh, uh, next to Harvard. You know, where's Harvard and, and MIT? Oh gosh, I'm bad. Okay, so you uh, got so, so you got a hotel. Oh, you got yeah. a uh, Airbnb it, or a hotel room? An Airbnb, and then I'm, okay. I reached there late, and uh, they they sent me this key, and then I had to download an app, and then open the lock, and I had to call them oh, and for say God the key so. is under the mat and all that stuff. I was like, oh my God, I was so tired. That it was 11.30 or something like that. And I, uh, I was in Boston, actually. Boston, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, yeah I, landed, I landed off a flight to, uh, I flew to Hong Kong. Then you have to drive through to Shenzhen. And I land at the hotel and I'm at my wit's end. You know, I've been traveling for 15 hours. Yeah. And when you check into a hotel, there are people who see yeah. you're tired, and they say, would you like a cup of coffee? Would you like yes. something? Um, it's much better experience, but, hey, people like it. Okay, we talked about AirPods and the death of the uh, headphone jack. We're both friends of he uh, headphone jack, correct? Yes. Yeah, I mean, now, do you have an Amazon Echo uh, at your house? One, I have, like, or four lurking around, but only one is plugged in. You too? You too? Yeah. We don't plug in ours either. No, no, no. That's plugged in, but mute, muted. Like, when I, I use it, I, I, I built some Alexa skills. I think you, I put it on Twitter also. And uh, I say, um, I say, Alexa, tell me about SJ Cloud Tips and it reads my cloud tips and stuff like that. Just, oh, just uh, for learning go. and for doing stuff. Like it's, not, I don't use it on a day-to-day basis uh, for setting up meetings and all that. Yeah, we have one in in the kitchen, and I end mm. up having it play iHeartRadio. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, what's the point? You know, what's the point? Okay, wearables though, I think are a valid valid technology. They're only going to get better. Um, I have a Huawei Band Pro Three. And which is about the same as the Fitbit, uh, you know, the fancy Fitbit. And I love it. Um, I think the Apple Watch is so cool. Um, what do you think? I think wearables are maturing, but slower than what we think they will. Um, a story around it, like Robert Scobo uh, showed me his uh, Google Glass um, and we were working both at Rackspace. And uh, he made me spend fifteen hundred dollars on that. I still hate him for that for all these years <laughs> because those fifteen hundred dollars were wasted. <laughs> well, and, if uh, you uh, if you Google Marsha yeah. Collier wedding, mm -hmm. I was the first bride to walk down the aisle in Google Glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome! Wow. I loved I loved cool. my Google Glass, but really, it was not. Uh, 
it's not consumer technology. That to me was more than a really a paid beta test. Yeah, it was fifteen hundred dollars, like not three hundred, yeah. not four hundred. Like, gosh, it was like I'm still I still get mad when I think about that. <laughs> it, it, it it looked kind of too nerdy. It looked like a Star Trek kind of stuff. It's like a, that's why I liked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when I went to Starbucks with that, people were staring at me. Kind of, then I said, oh, no, 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 I need to take that. Okay, I went to a cocktail party. Oh my goodness! Look at the time. We have to talk fast. Okay, <laughs> Tesla, Tesla, um, autopilot, all that, and all of this. My personal belief is that things are going to change and we're going to go over to hydrogen technology because I think it's greener and there's less waste. And the whole lithium technology, I'm not a fan of. What do you think? I think uh, you're wrong because I saw the first hydrogen-based uh, car in 99 in Munich. I was working at Siemens Munich back right. then doing a project in front of that. It didn't, never took off. It's not taking off. Yes, okay, okay, sense. okay. It's when we go to CES, I'm going to take you to yeah. a couple of vendors who are working on hydrogen fuel cells. Okay. It's amazing. It's amazing what they're doing. And as a matter of fact, I believe Toyota just doubled down and came out with a new hydrogen cell car. So I, I just like a car that craps water. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a good thing. It's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I saw that car. Actually, you saw that station there. Like back then, you know, there's, there's we 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 usually say the future is all, all already here. It's not evenly distributed yet. That is so right. true. It's not right. It's yet. it's yeah. one of the things why I'm behind a group called Tech Hashtag Tech for All, because I think everybody should have access to tech. So really quick, we only have a few minutes. Um, have you seen anything exciting on TV? Have you watched the Bill Gates documentary on Netflix? No, actually, somebody sent me the link. Actually, I uh, saw that tweet. I didn't. I need that's in my to-do list uh, for next for the next two weeks. I will watch that. Do you like that? Well, let me let me tell you. I like I watched the first two um, episodes. Just so you know, I go so far back at CES, but it used to be called Comdex. I oh. danced with Bill Gates at wow. a party at Caesar's <laughs> Palace. Uh, and in Cleopatra's corner in Caesar's Palace. That's how many. And he, I mean, he was young. We were all young. We were just kids. It was tech. And it was fabulous. But um, you have that video? There was no video. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't. <laughs> Who was going to take a it? We didn't exist. The technology wasn't there. But I can guarantee you that it happened because you have my word. Cool. But anyway, what is what is cool about all these technologies and and Bill Gates is he's done so much and the TV the Netflix show shows he's obviously brilliant he obviously studies a lot Love um, he's he's fabulous got a great marriage the whole thing but after two of the episodes I was just tired of seeing how fabulous he was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's kind of like some of those Steve Jobs things, like, don't bang me so hard that Steve yeah. Jobs is fabulous. I get yeah, it now. Yeah. You're making me look stupid, right? Right. I don't need three <laughs> episodes to, to know how great he is, okay? And, yeah, uh, yeah, so there's that. And the Joker movie has been out, and it's breaking all records. And a lot of people I know hated it. Have you heard anything? Yeah, I heard that sort of sort of uh, backlash to it. 
but a lot of people love it too, so it's doing great. Exactly. I think, you know, when we have time to think about it, we have to figure out which of our friends actually liked it a lot and which of our friends actually didn't like it and then figure out which ones we're more like and, and wonder wonder about that. It's it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I think the different demographics, like the kids love it for some reason. My daughters uh, watched it and... Uh, they told me, Daddy, you have to watch it. It's the best, the best. And like I, I told them, like I read that it's not good. So, but I will watch it. I usually watch well, all movies with them. But, from uh, somebody, I, somebody I respect, Mo Kelly on KFI said it was just a, a show about mental illness. So, uh, <laughs> do you believe how fast this has gone by, Sarbjeet? It's been really uh, no, great actually, having you on. Uh, Thank you very much. For, you can for find me. you. You can find Sarbjeet Joel on Twitter. I'll be tweeting that. And thank you for joining us this week on Hashtag Tech Radio, Computer and Technology Radio. We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Bye-bye. Have a great You've week. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business Radio. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. It's for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. It'll help you to work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, go to scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Kenja Dixon was crowned the number one sales executive through hard work, deep thinking, and the revelation of Universal Talk Laws. He now wants to share these lessons with you. Universal Talk Laws are what you need to know and use in business and at home to have successful and effective conversations. Kenja Dixon shares his wisdom, action plans, and wealth. Each book comes with a chance to win $10,000. Find Universal Talk Laws at KenjaDixon.com. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, CEO and founder of VinVillage.com and the Wine and Dine Show on VinVillage Radio. Do you have a wine, event, product, or service to promote? 
then contact VinVillage.com to reach thousands of wine lovers across the country. VinVillage connects like-minded wine enthusiasts with unique and exclusive wines, events, products, and services. To learn more, contact us on VinVillage.com. VinVillage is where wine lovers connect.